Sabonis brought it to him. Hey, everybody, and welcome to All Pacers. It's a podcast for Indiana Pacers fans, and it's by Indiana Pacers fans. Uh, right now, it's just me and Jack, and the me is Jeremy, of course, yes. as always. We're waiting on Breezy <laughs> to show up. He's a little late today. But hey, we're recording on a Friday afternoon. We got the Pacers on in the afternoon. It's early for first quarter. Yeah, they're trailing, uh, but hopefully we pick it up. They played the Jazz really well last time they played, so hopefully right. we can pick it up and get back in this thing. Well, the Jazz have Indiana Pacers legend Boyan Bogdanovich, who just had a dunk as the first points for the Jazz. So um, and Indiana high school legend Mike Conley and Indiana high, and one time All Star Mike Conley. True. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a tough game, especially with those two leading the way. And they also have Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, of course. All right, can I tell you how you beat the Jazz? Yeah, let's hear it. This is an interesting thing I heard recently, and I, I dug into it some more, and I think there's something to it. Let's hear it. All right, when Donovan Mitchell takes 20 or less shots, they are 26-2. and two. When he t- has taken 21 to 25 shots, they're 11-6. and six. And when you get him over 26 shots, he's 1-6. and six. Whoa. So if you can try and force the ball into his hands, so where he's taking a lot of shots, that's when you're able to beat the Jazz. Which so is, let Donovan Mitchell shoot. Yeah, look, take try and take everything else away and make him beat you, and that's that's the seems to be the way to go for teams. Yeah, that's not a good look for 2020 2021 MVP of the NBA, Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> well, <laughs> a lot of some of these games he's getting up to like 36 points, uh, 36 shots. That's not helping anybody on a team where you need to spread the floor. You got Jordan Clarkson. Maybe yeah. the six player, six man of the year. We'll, Probably we'll get to that a little later. Talking about some uh, three quarter awards. Yeah, right off the top of the head too. Donovan Mitchell, what twenty seven points against the Pacers February seventh, eleven assists, which was a career high, eight rebounds. <laughs> right off the top of your head. Yeah. Weird. Oh, oh, it's on the screen, or it was on the screen too, <laughs> but that's coincidence. But yeah, uh, hopefully the Pacers can pull this one out. When you're listening to this, you already know the outcome, but. Um, just have some excitement with me and Jeremy here while we watch this game, if that's okay. Yeah, definitely. But that's not why we're here. We're not just going to talk about this game and do live commentary. We have a lot to talk about from this week. Um, and real quick, what I will say about Austin being late, it's his birthday. Let's cut it him is. some slack. And through some uh, podcast magic, we can still have the stat of the day right here. And whoa, whoa, like whoa. Nothing happened. <laughs> Wait, who's going to edit this? <laughs> he'll be late to edit it, but he'll be able to edit it for sure. All right, yeah. We'll just throw the stat of the day, stat of the day in here, Austin, if you're listening, um, right now. Whoa, podcast magic. Breezy's now here. <laughs> Whoa, I didn't see you guys come in there. <laughs> oh, classic. You got a stat of the day? I do, and it is in honor of our fallen friend, Slick Leonard, legendary Pacers coach and announcer, uh, 88 years. Had a good run. That's Marvin Harrison's number. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, 88, pretty symbolic. And uh, and it's Goga's number. True. Whoa, yeah, I forgot about that. A lot of 88s running around uh, Indianapolis. But anyways, this comes from Slick's days on the Chicago Packers. <laughs> bet, you, bet you know all about that team, right? Love the Packers. We did talk about it before the podcast, me and, and Jeremy. And the Zephyrs. I think they were known <laughs> as both that season. Interesting. Uh, they, well, first I should ask, do you guys remember where you were on January 23rd, 1962? <laughs> <laughs> I can definitively say no. I'm going to say no. Okay, well, I can tell you that I was in New York. <laughs> I was in New York. <laughs> Watching the Knicks. 
That was his British accent. No, I we're was not in New York watching the Knicks. We're not doing this again. We're not doing accent. We're not doing all that accents again. If you're week. doing Austin, if you need a good New York accent, you want to make sure you emphasize not saying the T's. So you're watching what you're what you're what you you're walking about. You're watching. <laughs> you're walking the New York Knicks. You're both bad at this. All right, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, they might have talked like that back then, Jeremy. It was not that. It was long closer ago. to colonial times than it is now. That's so. true. Good point. <laughs> it was not. Uh, <laughs> then it is now. Yeah, that was like sixty years ago. Six, yeah, nineteen sixty-two. Yeah, sixty years ago. 60 yeah, years that ago. was sixty years closer to colonial times. So there would have been more British. There are more British influence in. New, there's more British influence in New York in nineteen sixty-two than there is in twenty twenty-one. Austin, I agree. Yeah. It's Good point. That's that's just playing the numbers. There was more <laughs> British influence in New York in 2020 than there was in 21. Yeah, accord- it makes sense. I'm going to leave. <laughs> well, you can <laughs> leave because we already recorded the rest of the podcast. <laughs> Anyways, Slick Leonard had his career high in this game of 39 points. Wow. And he had no other stats besides two fouls. Cause, Whoa. Uh, oddly enough, they didn't keep track of any other stats except... I guess if you played center, they kept track of your rebounds because Walt Bellamy for the Packers got 14. Johnny Green for the Knicks got 21 this game, and nobody else has a rebound. Huh. So weird. either they were the only ones allowed to get a rebound or they, for some reason, only kept track of centers getting rebounds. That's that, really weird. That's a weird thing in those games back then because you can look through at some like Wilt stats and he'll have complete stats for games. So I think they go through and compile for some games they have film on and then others it's just whatever's on the stat sheet. So if the guy's only keeping track of a couple guys, that's all you got. Yeah. 39 points, man. That's pretty good. Yeah. Austin, really good. could you go out in the NBA and score 39 points? I could in 1962, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Stop. It's not take away from Slick Leonard. If you look, okay, do I have the advancements of like, am I getting in a time machine? So I'm like now me with modern medicine, and yeah, I can I know how to dribble the like the ball with, you know, not slapping it straight down. Okay, (laughs) with my hand on top of it. Got it. Yeah, you're allowed to do that. Okay. Yeah. This is a time machine. Scenario, yeah. Bro, I will get 40 by the half. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Against Walt Bellamy. Bro, those guys probably didn't even know how to do a reverse layup. They probably don't have a high school. No, they probably do have high school records. Never mind. I was going to say, since you're a high school record holder, high school basketball record holder. Well, they probably did, but it's questionable whether those the records were kept, you know, like the actual physical books. Just because you know it's sixty years ago, they could have they could have sailed out with the Mayflower when it <laughs> left. I have uh, no way to prove otherwise. That I yeah. I have to assume that's true because I I can't say it's not. Hey, history question: Who was the president? And during this game, this year, game, what year was it? Or sixty two? Sixty two. Sixty two. Uh, oh, it's JFK. Yep. Yeah. Okay. You get my birthday present. What's your birthday present? Is it all? I don't the money? know. Somebody's got to send us send me money first. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> hey, that's good news for you because if you're giving him a present, that means he has to send a present back to you. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, and you'll figure out what that means 
later on in this podcast. <laughs> hey, man, great stat of the day. That was a really good one. That was a really good stat. I love I loved the way he asked where we were. <laughs> and Austin's no longer here. Yeah, th- once again, through podcast magic, he has disappeared again. <laughs> okay, so um, big stuff's happened this week. Yeah. Jeremy, do you want to talk about the le- the Pacers legend Slick Leonard and his legacy? Yeah, well, I, I usually like to ask if anyone has any news. Yeah. And you didn't let me do that. I beat you to it. <laughs> but, yeah, the uh, sad news this week was Pacer all-timer Slick Leonard, former coach, passed away. He, If you don't know who he is, you should look him up on your own and learn a bit, of bo- a bit more about him. But we'll go into it a little bit here. He is from Terre Haute, won a championship with IU in 1953. He won three ABA championships with the Pacers in 70, 72, and 73. Uh, 573 total wins in the NBA and ABA, uh, 529 with the Pacers, and that number is retired by the Pacers. Just a really good career as a player and as a coach. And, and broadcaster. And, yeah, and a broadcaster. If you've ever heard Boom Baby, that's him. Yeah. Like, that's a famous saying around Banker's life. And – one of the best things he did was raise money to keep Indiana in Indiana yeah. whenever the merger happened because there was keep the Pacers in Indiana. Well, <laughs> there is no Indiana without the Pacers, as far as I'm concerned. You're right. Good point. <laughs> but he he was the one that orchestrated everything to keep the team here. So a big loss for the organization and for the state as a whole. And we're gonna miss him. Yeah, he's on the Mount Rushmore of Pacers basket or Indiana basketball people, right? Yeah. Has to be. Him, Bob Knight. Well, I think Bob Knight probably got chiseled off. You think? <laughs> I think so. I hope not, man. I think I think fans probably were like, uh, you know what? Maybe let's not have him. <laughs> maybe he has a smaller statue at the bottom. Like yeah, a, maybe. Like a honorary statue, but maybe. I'm, I'm not sure. But, I mean, look, even to be mentioned in the same conversation as Bob Knight for all his accolades, like, I mean, Slick Leonard deserves to be up on that pedestal he deserves to be on the mount rushmore of indiana basketball um and i think you nailed it like he had the ollie moment from hoosiers where he won the national championship for Mm -hmm. the the hoosiers i mean different obviously hoosiers the movie was a high school um but he won with the free throws i like to imagine that it was underhanded it's hard to imagine that it was but i do imagine it was a really (laughs) weird shot mechanic that yeah 1953 something like a quick fling um but, I mean, pure shooter and proven winner. And the telethon when him and his wife saved the Pacers from leaving Indiana, like you said, huge, huge moment for the Pacers. And, look, we might not even be Pacers fans right now if it wasn't for that moment. So, hey, uh, he left a, a good, long-lasting legacy in Indiana basketball lore. And if you don't know anything about him, like you said, like go look him up because it's worth knowing who he is. Do you think if the Pacers – had left indiana or if they hadn't been a team do you think the colonels would have stayed and we'd be (laughs) kentucky colonels fans right now (laughs) probably i mean it'd be colonels Cavs, bulls i mean we have some choices we'd be bulls fans yeah probably i I doubt there's any way the colonels would have actually stuck (laughs) around so if there's no pacers and we grew up pretty close to chicago uh, around the time jordan was doing his thing there's no way we wouldn't be bulls fans yeah i wonder where do you know where the pacers were thinking about going I uh, do not. Or maybe the city just didn't want to pay for it anymore. That's probably what it was. Well, it was probably it was probably I we don't know. I don't have enough information to yeah. say for sure, but there, I'm sure there was some sort of fee involved with moving to the NBA. For sure. But and also, I mean, if I know anything about Indiana sports teams moving, coming and going, could have been Baltimore. We <laughs> owe Baltimore. They gave us the Colts. Did they give us the Colts or 
I thought we kind of stole them. The Colts were stolen. They snuck out in the middle of the night, right? Yeah. That was the whole Amazing. thing that Baltimore hated us for a long time. Yes. But, um, yeah, I mean, you want to talk about some games now? Yeah, we can talk. Well, did you have any other news from this past week? Yeah, I'm uh, down two teeth. Oh. Is is that pertinent? That is. Yeah. Jack had his wisdom teeth out. Yeah, just two of them because the other two, there's some uh, entanglement with my teeth and my nerves. So they kept those so I could keep feeling my face. <laughs> That's important. <laughs> Which is important to me. Yeah, it was it was a big decision on. Well, unless you're the weekend and you're with someone, then you can't feel your face. Yes. <laughs> yes, you're right. And I'm not the weekend. <laughs> but yeah, I'm down two teeth. If I sound a little slurred or uh, if I, I sound like I'm in pain, it's probably because I am. So just thanks for it's been it's been a day and a half, two days since I got them out, but I'm dedicated to this podcast. Yeah, some might say you're crazy. For demanding we do a podcast still. <laughs> I demand it. I, I like the dedication. It's yeah. nice. It's nice to have. Consistency it. is key, man. But uh, that's all the news I have. Am I missing anything? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, the only other news that kind of ties into the games coming up is Miles Turner has been out with an ankle injury. He, and we'll, we'll just go right into games, games talk now. There was talk he might have come back against the Clippers, but f- he is obviously still out today against the Jazz. So still waiting on his return. Uh, McDermott also has missed a few games in a row now too. Did you did you watch? Did you even see the play McDerm- McDermott got hurt on? I didn't see what happened. I I did not see. The yeah, play. I don't I, think it. Ha- I don't. Yeah, it must have been on the sideline or something. I don't remember them going back and showing it. I just remember seeing the update from the yeah. Pacers that he had gone to the locker room. And I was like, what in the world happened? Okay, I just thought I missed it because I, when I watch games, I miss a lot of what's going on. It's kind of my thing, you know? So, okay, I guess I wasn't the only one. Yeah, <laughs> and I, I usually like uh, – all right, this is, I don't like to watch injuries. I like to go back and see what happened in the injury. And and you find enjoyment from that. And there, when you look at someone and their leg goes the wrong way and you make that, oh, face yeah. – wince you get that there's a weird bit of enjoyment in there for me (laughs) just a little bit wow i don't do it all the time i mean you kind of do as a pacers fan but i I like to take it upon myself when my friends notice (laughs) someone has gotten hurt i'll be the one that goes and looks at it yeah i'm the same way all right one to ten here's how bad it is do you want to see it because i I don't mind going to look at it i like to to see what happened I'm with you on that, um, but there's there's no proof that McDermott got hurt <laughs> anywhere, <laughs> so there's true. no way of us knowing. Sabonis so about to hit a three right here. Oh, psych. But, um, yeah, Pacers up right now, 27-22. Hopefully this holds. Yeah, looking good yeah. so far. Um, let's talk about some games. Oh, wait, I do have one more piece of news. Um, Oladipo was injured. I don't remember if this happened last week. There's a weird blur in my week. It probably had to do with the wisdom, teeth, anesthesia, all that <laughs> stuff. But uh, Oladipo went down with a knee injury. And I haven't heard anything about it since. Have you heard anything? Like, did the MRI come back okay? I also have not heard anything. Um, if you want to filibuster here for a second, I can find out for you. Uh, well, I mean, first of all, like, I wish nothing but the best for Oladipo in this situation. You hate to see it. I was watching the game when he jumped up to dunk. You could see that uh, he had twisted his ankle in a weird way or his knee. I don't know what happened exactly. Um, but it's one of those moments where you're like, shoot was like this going to happen no matter what and is this the beginning of the end too for his career because once you get one of those knee injuries and they keep coming back like that's when players careers start going downhill you look at players like Yao Ming 
Blake Griffin. I mean, Blake Griffin apparently looks okay now in Brooklyn. I don't know if that's true or not, but like you start seeing these guys who get knee injuries, and once they get another one, like it starts going downhill. Mm-hmm. So, have you heard anything? I don't know if you looked anything. Yeah. Up. So Barry Jackson of the Miami Herald has a source that said an MRI of Old Depot's knee revealed no new structural damage or any ACL or any torn ligament damage at all. And another NBA source did not dispute that report, but said they are seeking additional medical opinions. Okay. So I'm guessing that means technically yes, but they need to find out what's going on still. Wow. Okay. So hopefully it's good. And also, uh, speaking of terrible injuries, that Jamal Murray injury. Yeah. When I saw that, I was worried he had done what Oladipo did because he went down in a very similar way. Like, I can remember the way Oladipo went down yelling mm-hmm. in, out in pain. Same thing happened to Jamal Murray. For him, it's an ACL, which, honestly, it's you're out for a year, but it's a way better thing than having a ruptured quad. Yeah, so. the thing I will remember about Oladipo's injury is his kneecap being up into his thigh. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the Jamal Murray one, I thought, ACL. Well, you, you couldn't. Th- you, you know, could, his shorts covered at the top oh, of his leg, yeah. so you couldn't. I couldn't see what happened. You couldn't see where his kneecap but was. But the way he... Landed on the leg when he was running to take off and then just crumpled. It reminded me so much of the Oladipo injury. I was pretty worried. For sure. So, um, yeah. I mean, shout out Oladipo. Hope he gets better soon. And, um, but can, while we're on the subject, oh, there's no way they're giving him a max contract. Yeah, I, he just blew it. He blew his opportunity, I think. Yeah, well, I don't think they were ever going to give him a max no, contract. No, I mean, That's I don't. Some of the reporting I think he should have stayed in Indiana because I bet Indiana would have if he stayed healthy this year. Yeah. I don't know if he – well, he they would have given him the most no, money, no, no. right? They, he should have taken the $25 million. Yes. That's what you mean. Yes. They offered it to him. You're he right. Should, he should have taken it because I don't think even after the end of this year he would have gotten $25 million from the Pacers. Yeah, the I think you're right. Playing, so. Yeah, that was a weird risk to take, but um, hopefully it works out for him and we don't see another IT type of situation, Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, yeah, let's talk about some games, Jeremy. All right, we got – uh, quite a few games to go through here. We're going back to last Friday, the 9th of April, at the Magic. It was a 111-106 win. Then we had Sunday, the 11th, at the Grizzlies, a 132-125 win. Then, unfortunately, on Tuesday, at home for the Clippers. On national television. On TNT, which I was just glad we got a good game in on <laughs> national television. The yeah, other true. ones we've had this year, I think, were both 30-point losses. 40 was one. So, yeah, only losing 115-126. That's an 11-point loss <laughs> to the Kawhi-less, uh Clippers. But for some reason, and we'll get to this in a second, Paul George is just insane when he comes to Banker's life now for some reason. Well, no one was there to boo him either. That's true. And that's, that's a big part of it. If, I, if we were there, we'd be booing the heck out of him. Or I would. I don't know about you. I would. And then finally, on Wednesday, the second night of a back-to-back, we beat the Rockets 132-124. to 124. A little too close for comfort for yeah, playing the Rockets. I felt that way about all of these wins, yep. honestly. Uh, a little too close. The I'm, I'm glad the wild swings in scoring that we've been seeing for the past couple weeks kind of went away here. And, I mean, it was 20-point swings instead of 40-point <laughs> swings, which, which technically is an improvement. Yeah. Um, and then our fourth quarters too, like we, we blew it in the fourth against the Clippers. Yeah. We almost blew it against the Grizzlies. I think it might've been the magic, but I mean, it's, it's just getting tough. These fourth quarters, I just feel like we're going to lose every single game. If we're in, if we're up 10 or worse, you know, I think there is <laughs> the fourth, there was a moment, I believe in every quarter where we trailed by 
seven to ten and at least one every quarter and we were able to get back into it the first three quarters and then they jumped off at the beginning of the fourth quarter and the clippers right the clippers jumped yeah. out to it uh, i think they got it up to like 11 and we didn't take a timeout but we put the, put some starters back in and they continued to grow the lead after it was that, a, it so. was it was too late it was too little too late yeah. we, we needed a timeout sooner the thing that bothered me and what well, i mean we'll talk about all these games but Paul George played the entire fourth quarter. Why are we not matching? I mean, I get like the we've been harping on the Pacers all year, like quit playing Sabonis and Brogdon so many minutes. But I mean, in these situations in a close game that's on national tele- television and you're playing Paul George, like at least match, like put Sabonis or Brogdon out there to match the scoring. Cause I mean, we just couldn't score against this team and Paul George and Marcus Morris, who turns out to be this, the second best player on the Clippers right now. Uh, maybe the first best player on the Clippers. They couldn't miss anything, man. So, yeah, it was brutal. Uh, well, going off that, without TJ Warren, the Pacers don't have anybody who can guard a guy of Paul George's size and skill. Uh, TJ Warren's the only one that can match up against him, except for O'Shea Brissett, yeah, apparently. who has <laughs> almost the same body type. Why is he not? Why are you not throwing him at Paul George sometimes? Send, get him out there. You're not. You don't need him to be explosive on offense. Like if you're gonna have not, not saying Patrick Beverly is a really overrated defender according to the numbers, but he's known as a good defender, and you're not expecting him to score a lot. So if O'Shea, if you can th- just throw O'Shea Brissett at him, Paul George is getting anything he wants to anyway. So what's it gonna hurt to try a guy that's his size and put him out there to guard him? So you're you're stooping all the way down to the O'Shea Brissett uh, needs more minutes position, huh? I'm I'm on the. Why are we signing this guy to multiple 10-day contracts if we're not going to play him at all, <laughs> team? Hey, he had 10 points against the Rockets, I believe. He did. And I like here's my thing. No one on the floor matches up with Paul George's size. He like maybe Brogdon, but Brogdon's still a little smaller, and then you got Sabonis who's too big to guard him out there on the perimeter. Really just uh just can't guard anybody. That's part of his problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you have if you look at their stats, Paul George is 6'8", 220. O'Shaver said is 6'7", 210. You're, it's pretty much the same size, at least if he can try and get out and get in front of him a little bit, foul him some, get him out of his rhythm, then maybe you're looking at a different story at the end of the game. Wow, O'Shaver sets the answer for you. This is I'm crazy. Not, oh, no, no. I'm not <laughs> saying he's the answer. I'm saying, why are we not trying this? I mean, all right. I, I didn't watch the Rockets game, so I, I have no room to talk. Because that was apparently his best game. I had surgery that day. Right. Um, so you know more than me, I guess, about O'Shea Brissett. But all, all I'm saying is you have again. I'm not. <laughs> you keep putting words in my mouth. You love O'Shea Brissett. I mean, maybe eventually. You never know. Maybe if we throw him out there and he stops Paul George, uh, everybody falls in love with him. <laughs> but you have to give him that chance. Yeah, we'll see if he's on the team in a few days. How about that? I don't know who else they'd fill that spot with, so I imagine he will be. Oh, uh, did we talk about TJ Leafs back in the league? Oh, uh, we did not. Wh- who did he sign with? It was the was it the Nuggets? I think it was Portland. Portland. Yeah, he got a two-way deal with Portland, right? Yeah, two, two-way. So for the full year. Unreal. Portland got a good one. Or did they? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I was going to say, you know, TJ Leaf size-wise could have matched up with Paul George, but it looks like he's taken, unfortunately. <laughs> Uh, TJ Leaf, less guarding ability than Sabonis. <laughs> what about Miles Turner? Uh, way less guarding ability. 
Um, yeah, so, okay, I wanted to talk about this because I actually predicted we go one and three this week, and we went three and one. Mm-hmm. I must I must be dyslexic because I meant three and one. No, you didn't. <laughs> what did you say? I said three and one. You did. Austin, you said two and two, correct? You yeah. were real down on the Pacers last week. Yeah, um, and it was because I was trying to be a realist, but you know what this week's taught me? That well, I you're going to be back to four and I need to be confident in my team is the thing, so... Uh, well, real quick before we look ahead, do you, ha- do you have any other thoughts about these past couple weeks? I have uh, a ton. Of, games? I have a ton of notes. If you just want, if there's like a game that you no. know, what I'm just gonna read some yeah, of just them. So you were about to move on. And you needed a. I know. I don't know what I was thinking. Thoughts. Yeah, I wrote so much information down. I'm not even gonna talk about it. So uh, the Magic game, one of the games that I watched before pre-surgery. Uh-huh. Um, so I remember this game, but um, this was an Aaron Holiday-led game. Yes. Second game in a row leading and scoring. What what are what are you thinking about that? Are you feeling good about Aaron Holiday? Better, worse? Um, going forward, I don't know. I think he's back. Yeah. Right now, I think he's back. He he didn't have a great game against the Clippers, but his energy on defense when he he would give up a when he would take a bad three or miss a shot was really impressive. So I I think he's back. I'm confident in him going forward. You know, I'm feeling the same way, but this O'Shea Brissett guy sounds pretty good, so we'll see. <laughs> um, the Grizzlies-Pacers. Pacers won 132-125. to 125. Um, This was a game where our big three really stepped up and won this game for us. Levert at 34 points. Sabonis, 18, 15, and 9. One assist away from a triple-double. Yep. Brogdon, 29, 9, and 11. One rebound away from a triple-double. Yep. Uh, just a fun game. We scored 132. You gotta love that. I mean, we only won by 7 against the Grizzlies, but the Grizzlies aren't a bad team either. No. Um, and they, they definitely perform and uh, match up with their competition's level um, in most games. So, Pacers scored 45 points in the first quarter as well. That's the most we've scored in any quarter this season. Yep. So, that was a fun one. Um, and I just want to say, I talked to you about this before the podcast, Jeremy. Jonas Valanciunas put up 34 points and 22 rebounds. If he keeps this up against the Pacers, I mean... We might have tier two in the NBA for best players in the league. I mean, obviously Drummond's tier one, but Valanciunas is putting up a pretty good case right now. All it takes to get that against the Pacers is just to be a giant human. Yeah. So. But the thing is, though, because the Pacers don't have a giant human to throw back at you. Yeah, and we we didn't have Miles Turner in this game, which changes things. But yeah. part of the reason I say Drummond's the best player in the league is we start two centers in Sabonis and. <laughs> Turner and Drummond still puts up 20 point plus 20 plus rebound games. So, I mean, we'll see. We'll see if Valanciunas could do this with Turner on the court. He is a fellow Lithuanian with Sabonis. I'm sure there was, you know, some. We have to wait till next year to find out. Yeah, I guess so. But we, I'm sure there were some like. Or mini... the finals if we get Grizzlies Pacers. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Um, Clippers, I just wanted to. I think I already said this, but PG 13, Paul George, and Marcus Morris Sr are arguably the two best players in the league now that drama switch teams. Um, just This is based off this one game, of you've course. You said four players are the best <laughs> player in the league in the past two minutes. Um, McDermott left in the third quarter like we talked about with an ankle yeah. sprain that none of us saw. Um, and then Pacers are just 2-10 and ten in the last 12 home games. Yeah, it's rough. Insane. Mm-hmm. So they need, they need us there. They need some fans. So if you guys are listening, just head on over to the games. Um, and then just wanted to add... If you were watching this game and you thought the Clippers couldn't miss, you're wrong, but it did feel that way. Um, they still shot 46.4% from the three-point line. If you asked me what they shot, I would have said 80%. But <laughs> I'd like to go – oh, are you finished? Oh, or? yeah, sure. Sorry, man. <laughs> I didn't 
<laughs> I thought you were you paused for a second. I thought Breezy you shows dead. up and says, "All right, everybody, stop talking. I've got thoughts." <laughs> well, I just wanted to go back to what you said about if you're there around the arena, go to the game. I would counter that maybe nobody should go because the fans might be making the players nervous or get all away fans, or that too. Yeah. Get fans oh of yeah, other teams to come and root against them. Yeah, really. I don't think any of this will solve the Pacers' problems this year. But <laughs> no. hey, I'll and we probably shouldn't say don't go to the games. But uh, you know, <laughs> just just a thought. Hey, if you're maybe, listening to this podcast, don't go to the Pacers. Maybe games. like the Grizzlies hate playing right before Christmas. The Pacers get nervous around people cheering for them. That's a good point. We didn't even talk about that with this Grizzlies game. Did Christmas come into play at all? I'm um, surely it did. Technically, every day <laughs> is after Christmas that isn't Christmas, or or is also before Christmas. So. I guess so. Yeah, I I think that makes sense. I didn't really follow the it too well. The elves are working right now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and then finally the Rockets game. I have no notes on this. No I, notes. I didn't want to contribute since I don't know anything about this game. But we won. Well, it's like you said. Uh, Brissett had ten. Jeremy Lin eight, eighteen off the bench. Seven of ten. Really good game from from him. Uh, Lavert continued having really good offensive performances. So, and so Lamb had 18 in the last game. He was actually the first player off the bench in this Jazz game. And is that O'Shea Brissett on the court for the Pacers? Is he 12? That's him. Yeah. yeah. O'Shea Brissett. You got an O'Shea Brissett appearance. There you go, Jeremy. I'm telling you, you got him on the team. Throw him out there. See what he's got. Okay. I mean, 10 points for sure. That's better than Keelan Martin already right <laughs> yeah well and also you you brought up Aaron Holiday coming on Goga Batadze has still been looking better and better as he gets more playing time with Turner out so I believe the coaching staff as he misses a bunny <laughs> I was about to say no no no. he he was guarded by six foot tall Donovan Mitchell though well he paint, can so. he can jump out of the gym so he can <laughs> Ilyasova's presence was there as well <laughs> hey Ursan Ilyasova great charge taker uh Ursan Ilyasova best player in the league that wears number 77 only only player in the league? Luka Doncic is the answer we we're looking for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. But, hey, uh, Ilyasova, second best player in the league that wears 77. How does Ilyasova always wind up on these teams that are, like, super good regular season teams, I feel like? I don't know. I, that's a great question. Because I don't think the Jazz are going to win more than one playoff series. But Okay, hot take. He was – is it, though? I don't know. Do you want to look ahead at some games? Well, I'll finish my Batadze point. Oh, dude, let's talk about – let's do a whole segment on Batadze. Let's go. No, no, I was just going to say, I think going forward, the coaching staff will be able to trust him a bit more in more situations and not have to worry about having him covered by Turner Sabonis or giving him only like a minute by himself. Yeah, and I know he's in his second year, but next season, like if he has a good year, I think rookie of the year, he should he should at least be considered <laughs> because he hasn't really got his opportunity yet, so – you got you got to love his development, and uh, hopefully we can see some more of him going forward. Yeah. Also, he he uh, I think he's been working with Miles Turner on the defensive end because his rim protecting has gone up as well. Yeah, and his perimeter defense and one on one defense has gone down. So probably you're probably right. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a knock on Goga's uh, perimeter defense. That was a knock on Miles Turner. It was. Uh, I'm just playing. Miles Turner's looked a lot better this year. Everyone knows that I yeah. stand by that. Um, but let's look ahead at these games. The Jazz right now, we're not going to talk about this. T- I mean, we're, we've talked about it way too much already. But, uh, I mean, do you want to give your prediction? For the Jazz game? Yeah. No. It's happening. <laughs> well, I think, okay, we're up by 15 right now. First, t- it, Look, we're already up by 15. If we can stay up by 15 into the fourth, worst case scenario, we lose by 20. 
that's that's a good take. Yeah. So that's that, that's, my, that's my prediction is it, either team could win. All right, I won't give a prediction because that was <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, next up for the Pacers, uh, Sunday the 18th at Atlanta. It's another afternoon game, 1 p.m. Jack, what are your thoughts on this one? Um, Atlanta's sitting a lot of players out right now, and or they have a lot of injuries. I don't know. I don't know exactly what's happening in Atlanta, but I would imagine the Pacers are going to want to go in and uh, give it to Nate McMillan, and I would imagine Nate McMillan's going to want to uh, play against the Pacers and give it to them for letting him go. So this is going to be a, a exciting game, I'm sure, and uh, hopefully it's going to be a little heated and a fun game to watch. To quote Shaquille O'Neal from the other night i don't know if it was last night or tuesday night but uh the hawks are still two players away and then charles barkley came back with yeah lebron and anthony davis (laughs) (laughs) i have to say i agree with charles barkley on that one yeah so um clint capella looks good though they should trade trey young Ooh, another there's your hot take another spicy take from breezy he brought all the spice on his birthday i think that they would be better served without him obviously very good offensive player very bad defensive player um but i don't know how how is he going to develop as somebody who gets other people involved in the offense is i think the big question Mm -hmm. mark for his career and they're going to have to pay him a lot of money uh coming up yeah when his contract is up i think at the end of next year and then after that god knows how much money on his second contract so you can really cash in for a pretty not even a pretty penny pretty pennies right now with him um and i think there would be a lot of franchises even struggling ones that would love to take on a young star to give their fans some excitement unreal trey young trade block potentially According the, to Austin. The Hawks are a team where it would have been really interesting to see if they could have got in a player like Chris Paul to help him develop a bit more because uh, you see how all the benefits it's given the Suns. It's also really interesting to look at uh, the Hawks, the, uh, the the Mavericks, and the Suns and look how the Luka Doncic draft is shaking out right now too. Yeah. Um, what I will say about the Suns, they did go 8-0 in the bubble. Um, they they were showing signs that they were ready to take the next step. Chris Paul helped with that. I don't know if the Hawks are ready for that. It's a Devin Booker's first uh, forty win season as a player. Wow! And in he, a shortened uh, season. What I don't what what's the exact name of it? Where the Phil Jackson something or other? Where you get if you're uh, the contender stat or something like that? Okay. If you get forty wins before twenty losses, you're a contender for to win the title. Oh. And they have that right now. Interesting. Okay. Go. How are the Pacers doing? Not great. <laughs> what if? Uh, what's the stat if you get thirty losses before thirty wins? I don't know. We, we should come up with a name for that. The Pacers are on track to do that. <laughs> Hopefully not. Just kidding. Hopefully not. But uh, yeah, we'll after see. the after the Hawks game uh, on Monday, so it's a back to back at eight p.m. Eastern. It's a uh, back home for the Spurs. I will be at this game. This is one that was rescheduled from February, so hopefully it doesn't get rescheduled again. That'd be miserable. You gonna do a live pod from the game? Yeah, I'll just call in. Okay. I don't know who. I'll just call random numbers. Okay. <laughs> do a podcast. Hey, Hello, listeners. Is this the All Pacers pod? <laughs> is anyone recording? Hopefully. No, no, not even. You're just gonna call someone. Okay. <laughs> I'll just be talking and I'll dial a number and continue talking. Yeah. Until they hang up and then just dial num- another number. 
on and on throughout the entire game. I wish we had some stuff for you to give away to people, but um, I, I hope it's a good game for you, too. I mean, we did just talk about don't go to the game, so are you reconsidering? Well, I'm going with my brother Jacob, who's okay. been on this podcast and is a Spurs fan, so I'm doing my part to bring in away fans. Okay. So, there you go. So, you're going with a Spurs fan? I am. It's a risky move, man. I'm it's going a risky with, move. with a Spurs fan, a Lakers fan, and a fan of no team. Risky move, so. man. But, uh, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll see. We didn't even talk about LaMarcus Aldridge just retired from the NBA. I know he's not a Spur, but. He did. Unfortunate circumstances. Yeah. Cra- crazy news. It was a heart issue. Yeah, he had a irregular heartbeat. Apparently, he's had an issue with it before, and he was able to get through it. But now this time, it's better for him to step away. It, I saw that he was really close to 20,000 points, too, which is unfortunate for him. Oh, that sucks. But, yeah, got to do the right thing for your health. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. Do you think the Pacers have what it takes to beat the Spurs right now? Yeah. Yeah, Spurs yeah. look bad. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Spurs look really bad right now. Um, it's not where I thought that question was yeah. going. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, so hopefully we get a win there. Hopefully we get a win at the Hawks. Hopefully we get a win at the Jazz. And then after that, Thunder. Yeah, next Wednesday, the 21st, home again for the Thunder at 7 p.m. Should be another one that is a easily winnable game for the Hopefully. Patriots. I mean, they're they're trying to lose games. Yeah. They sent Al Horford home. I need home. them to win two more. <laughs> <laughs> and I am seriously doubting if it can happen. They'll win two more for sure, right? I don't know. They needed three more starting like at around the 30-game mark and uh, I've oh, only gotten was, one. That was a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so never pencil in your preseason bets until they – Till they cash. So, Austin, are you going to root for the Pacers in this one against the Thunder? <sighs> I mean, I don't know. The Thunder play the Pistons later tonight, so that's going to be a bad game. <laughs> they've got some, they've got some opponents that they should easily beat still on the schedule, but that roster. Who the is, Thunder? Well, yeah, I guess I shouldn't say easily. No, beat, yeah, they're like, not. They they might be the worst team in the league right they now. They have some opponents who are easily beatable. Okay, like the Magic. Yeah, I the don't Rockets, know if they play the Magic, but I, but I know they – I think they play the Rockets again at least once. They play the Pacers. You never know what you're going to get with the Pacers. Yeah. Maybe everybody will be injured again. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, so hopefully – yeah, I, I'm looking at the schedule right now, you guys, and I'm seeing 4-0. Well, are you, are you counting the Jazz game? I'm counting the Jazz game. We're up 15 right now. If uh, We're watching it live. We're up by 15. I feel like this is an easy win. All right, so Jack says three and zero for the next week. I also <laughs> say three and zero next week. Three and zero with an asterisk, four and zero. Austin, uh, I'm going to say the Pacers actually lose this game to the Jazz, and that's the money talking. That's that the is money the money t- talking. It's <laughs> big money talking. He's looking at his bets. That's big birthday money talking. Uh, wait, who was the first to game again? Ha- at Hawks. At the Hawks. Spurs. Thunder. Uh, I'll give it a two and two. Okay, who's the other loss? U- Utah. Utah. I was counting the Utah game. And who's the other no, loss who's after the that? Other loss. Oh, um, Atlanta. Interesting. Nate McMillan revenge game. <laughs> <laughs> the Nate McMillan revenge game. My only thing about that is some of the Pacers on the team will want the revenge game against Nate McMillan a whole lot more. <laughs> yeah, than the Hawks players, right? Yeah, like Nate McMillan can try and pump them up, but Malcolm Brogdon might go for fifty in this game. <laughs> We'll see. I don't think Nate McMillan's doing any pumping up. He's going to look at his card and see when to put players in at what time. Yeah, he'll go into the locker room for his pregame speech and he'll say, this is Atlanta Hawks basketball. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
It's not about the number on the back of the jersey. <laughs> the name on the. Or C- come on, man! You wrote the. You, you wrote that the last soundtrack week too. <laughs> you did that exact same thing. Whatever. <laughs> All right. So now that we're talking about records, do you guys want to? Do you do you want me to talk about we I've been waiting anxiously to do this all week. Is it time for me to bring up our predictions for the Eastern Conference standings at the end of the season? I've been waiting. Didn't we just bring them up last week? We teased them. We teased oh, it. Okay. Give we a were, bit of a teaser. We were running out of time. Well, we were n- in negative time last week and Jack wanted to do it, so we pushed mm. it to this week. And I've been waiting for a week and a day and I'm very excited to hear these. Yeah, I got to find it. So it's it's somewhere buried in this Instagram feed. I had it pulled up and it's refreshed. So let's see. Was it after? Oh, here it is. Okay. So who who wants to go first? And I mean, there's some there's some comments in here that were just like roasting Austin, um, but Austin's actually turned out pretty good. So do you want to start with Austin's? Sure. Let's go with Breezy first. Okay. Does anyone have the actual NBA standings pulled up? I can. Yeah. Because it's what right now it's 76ers, Nets, Bucks, Heat. I don't even know. No, fourth is the fourth Hornets. Is Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta. I believe. Right yeah. now, I'll go through it here for you. Okay. Right now, in the East, it is 76ers, Nets, Bucks, Hawks, Celtics, Knicks, Heat, Hornets, Pacers, Bulls, and then Raptors, Wizards, Cavs. Okay. So, Austin has, at the end of the Eastern Conference 2021 season, number one, Bucks. Two, 76ers. Three, Heat. Four, Nets. So far, so good. Five, the Toronto Raptors. Six, the Celtics. Seven, the Washington Wizards. And eight, the Atlanta Hawks. So two of the teams are out of the top eight, correct? Celtics are as well. Two of the teams are out of the top ten. No, the Celtics are fifth right now. Oh, they're fifth. Okay. And surging. Yeah. Gosh, it moves around so much. It's hard to keep up with. But, yeah, it's, uh, pretty good. You had the Bucks first, 76ers second, and then Nets fourth. But, I mean, other than that. I mean that that was really good there, but and then just throwing the Raptors and Wizards in, not bad predictions. I think both me and Jeremy have the Raptors in it. I don't think either of us have the Wizards. We'll get there in a second, but pretty good, Austin. And I think you're silencing a lot of the haters, um, who a couple cussed you out on the comments. Um, yeah. The top comment was, "Come on, Combs, we got rid of T.J. Leaf. What more do we need to do to make the playoffs?" Apparently more. <laughs> yeah, apparently more. T.J. Leaf was the answer. Apparently so. Tough there. Jeremy has Bucks, Nets, Celtics, Raptors at four, 76ers. I was real down on the Sixers for some reason. Yeah, you were. What was going on there? 76ers at five, Heat at six, Pacers at seven, and Wizards at eight. So you're missing the Hawks and who else from that list? The Hawks. Hornets. Hawks and Hornets. Hornets, yeah. So. None of us have the Hornets in the top eight, understandably so. Good. Remember, it goes Still to ten. Very well, fall. It goes out. to ten because the playing games are those are playoff teams, right? Too. So we just have top eight here. Um, so uh, hey, who knows? Maybe we, maybe all of us had the Hornets in our top ten, <laughs> but they might not even make it into the top ten this year, right? There's a chance. Yeah, I mean, one through really twelve is pretty cluttered any of those teams could still make the play in four through nine are separated by three games and then the bulls are four back of the pacers but even that um well zach levine's out so the bulls might start surging and playing really well 10 through 13 are only separated no, by they're gonna two them. and a half games <laughs> no they are they're gonna look I good i'm this, telling you i hate this slander <laughs> <laughs> all right won't stand for it well uh speaking of bad takes uh here's my prediction i had bucks celtics nets pacers at four 76ers at 5, Raptors at 6, Heat at 7, and Wizards at 8. 
real real bad there. I'm not I'm not that proud of it. Better this. than mine. I don't know what you're talking about. Was it? Yeah. Man, I don't know. You only missed on the 76ers real bad, right? I had and them the at five. I have Wizards at eight. I have Pacers at four. I have Raptors at six. Okay, maybe yours is worse. Yeah, mine mine might yeah. be pretty bad. But uh, the point is, it's tough to predict. And, uh, you know, Austin might have been right on the Pacers. I still think the four seed is in the future for the Pacers this season. Hey, I don't know how you it's, feel. It's still in play for any of those one through ten teams. Really. I mean, yeah, honestly, if the Pacers, not one through 10, if the Pacers can keep 10. going like they have been, then for sure they can grab the four oh, yeah. seed. Yeah, for sure. But, um, I mean, Wizards looking bad. I, I've, I don't know who's the, uh, who's playing better recently. Who's the real winner? I mean, Russell Westbrook's been winning me some real money. I've been betting the over on his rebounds every game. Uh, Westbrook really struggled at the beginning of the season. And uh, you turn those games on sometimes and you're just like, what the hell is Russell Westbrook doing? But he can still fill up a stat line. And, and still win you some games. And to be fair, you could turn them on now and say the same thing. I think there's not very many games where you don't ask that question of Westbrook at least one time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, real quick, before – because I'm sure we're wrapping up here soon. I don't know if we have anything else. But I saw someone – I can't remember who tweeted it. It might have been Tony East asking what of these five players, if you could change their injury history for the Pacers, who would you choose? I wanted to see what you guys thought. So okay. there's five players here. I have a hunch who Austin's might be because we'll, we'll get to it. But um, Oladipo, Paul George, TJ Warren, Danny Granger, Jonathan Bender. Well, I don't know that I changed Jonathan Bender because he was still never very good. <laughs> All right, well, my hunch was wrong then. <laughs> uh, I would – can we go back and change the pick? <laughs> <laughs> Because that would probably be more useful. I go Paul George. You do? Yeah. His injury happened after, like, the big run, though. Yeah, but it still changed him, like, in his view of uh, his career and everything. So yeah. I think I, that kick-started him wanting to leave. For sure. I think it's – I think Danny Granger, honestly, to me, is the big one because his injury started his – I mean, he was the last player to average over 25 points per game for the Pacers. Mm-hmm. Um, and – he was he was on that Pacers team in 2013-2014. I think he was traded 2014-15 season. Um man, if he was if he was healthy and like still on the 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 path that he was uh projected to be on at the beginning of his career when he started going off for the Pacers, that team could have been really good and maybe could have won the championship with a healthy Danny Granger. I don't I don't know how you guys feel about that. Cuz we ended up he wasn't that good anymore we traded him for evan turner and your boy lavoy allen mm-hmm. um and that turned out to be an awful trade but danny granger i mean that's the value that he was at the time i think that might be the one that i would change too it's either him or oladipo oladipo's a big one i mean it do, like if you think this pacers team could be something uh really good this season then tj warren could be the answer but yeah oladipo's a good one too because we did have a good pacers team before the quad injury um i'm going with danny granger though Jeremy? I'm thinking of Paul George. Paul George? I think if he doesn't get hurt and you get those uh, MVP, MVP caliber seasons in, in Indiana, then you'll probably get a championship. In well, that. well, he says that he won the MVP. Well, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe he could have if he didn't get hurt. Austin, you're, you're going with Danny Granger? Yeah, let me give my final vote to, to Danny Granger. Okay. 
So two two Granger, one Paul George. Looks like Danny Granger is getting his career back. <laughs> Great. Call I wish him. it worked that way, man. Call him up and let him know. <laughs> but that's all I have, man. Uh, Three-quarter season uh, awards list. Oh, let's do it. All right, so just a quick look at who we think is going to get these uh, awards at the end of the season. We're about three-quarters of the way through, so it's a good time to look at it, make some final predictions here. Uh, who's your MVP three-quarters of the way through? Austin? It's the Joker. I I think it's Nikola Jokic, yeah. I think it's unquestionably Nikola Jokic. Yeah. I saw a stat, a stat today that I think with uh, LeBron being out right now, uh, Joel Embiid is probably the consensus, consensus number two MVP candidate, and he has played 800 total fewer minutes than, wow. Jok- than Jokic this yeah. season, which is just shocking. And if that if you're going between those two guys, the minutes that Yo- that Joker is putting in should definitely put it over the top for you there. The Nuggets have a literally historic. I think it's depending on how you want to say it, the best or worst uh, rating, or I don't know if it's rating or what, but basically his on off is historic. Uh, with this team oh wow um it's something i think their rating is like 121 uh, when he's on the floor and 102 when he's not um this is probably offensive rating um that team just really can stall at times especially if you saw that celtics game that they had last weekend where they scored 10 points in the final 15 minutes i think it was and he was not on the floor for a lot of that um sounds like the pacers yeah so he's yeah he's just crushing it every stat but i mean the nuggets with murray being out now um that's what i was gonna say if if they follow the sixth seed or something it's definitely a tighter race and i think in that case Embiid would be the guy if someone else does win it would be Embiid. Um, oh, what a nice steal by Karis Levert. Three at the Oh, buzzer. my the gosh, half. what a let play. Me, let me take you through this. Brogdon just hit a three. Karis Levert stole the inbounds, ran to the corner, and knocked down a num- another three. At the buzzer. Six-point swing at the buzzer. Pacers lead at halftime by 13. Man, I just had a Reggie Miller flashback right there. Yeah, for Honestly. sure. Or a TJ McConnell flashback. Or a TJ McConnell. <laughs> it's a mix. It's a TJ McConnell, Reggie Miller. Uh, Karis Levert did not shove the player down, though. He did to not. Get to steal the inbound pass. I just had a Brendan Haywood flashback because he's on the <laughs> TV right now. And if you remember back to the beginning of the podcast, I gave those stats on the Jazz's record when Donovan takes a certain number of shots. He's at 13 shots right now, so he's on pace to hit that 26-plus mark, which is where exactly where you want them to be to lose Amazing. Some games. Yes. <laughs> Let's go, man. Uh, Pacers looking good. They're looking good in this one. You guys all know the outcome if you're listening, like we said earlier, but we're excited over here. Um, rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. Th- I think you have to go Edwards. I go Halliburton. Edwards gets better numbers, but uh, Halliburton is just such a really good player on both ends of the court. He's so smart. Um He's more of a stat sheet filler than a big points guy right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But I definitely think he can lead an offense. Um, That doesn't win you rookie of the year, though. It doesn't win you rookie of the year, but 
he he is the best rookie. Um, I don't know how nerdy all the or basketball nerdy the people that vote on this award are. Um, I think it definitely would have been Lamelo before he got hurt. I agree. Uh, but Halliburton, I I even think Halliburton is better than Lamelo. It's just Lamelo's talent plus the stats that he was getting are were very worthy of the award. Um, but I certainly wouldn't be surprised if Edwards did win it. So I think just to go against from what you guys are saying, O'Shea Brissett, man, from what I hear, is a legendary talent for the Indiana Pacers rookie season. Hey, Jeremy, this is based on what you told me. This is based on your misinterpretation of what I was saying. (laughs) He sounds like, look, if anyone in the NBA needs to guard Paul George, I'm picking O'Shea Brissett. Um, and if I need 10 points in a game, like I know I'm going to get it from O'Shea Brissett. That's that's all I'll say. Cassius, Stan, uh, Cassius Stanley, I mean, who knows? If he turns up the rest of the season, could be him too. All right, so do you have a real pick? Ben Simmons, is he is he allowed <laughs> this season to win Rookie of the Year? I know they, he's still eligible. He's still eligible, so I'm, I might go Ben Simmons. I know they may end up giving him Defensive Player of the Year, so they probably, probably don't want to give him Rookie of the Year as well. Um but realistically, I, I do have to say I love Anthony Edwards as a player, and uh, I, I know there's a, there's a lot of advanced stats that say otherwise about him being a good talent or a great talent, but um, I, I like him. I, I love what he brings to uh, teams and to interviews, and I'm going to pick him as my rookie of the year. See, I think uh, when you look at the award, end-of-season awards, you're all-NBA teams, you're all-NBA, all all-defense, all – whatever teams those are your stat based like uh, analytics based awards the mvp rookie of the year that kind of thing you get a lot more narrative voters yeah on those, so which it feels like that's going to be anthony edwards's case don't yeah. you think i mean he, he has better stats than halliburton as well but i saw jay sean tate's third in in rookie of the year voting right now for the rockets mm-hmm. so it, it really does feel like a two-man race at this point yeah uh what so about Halliburton? what about six man of the year Sixth man of the year. Um, I'm going with T.J. McConnell. I'm All dead right. serious. I Leads like the league in steals. Um, has the most ever steals in one half of an NBA game. Is the first ever bench player to have uh, 15 assists off the bench um, multiple times in one season. And is leading the bench unit for the Indiana Pacers. Not, a, I mean, obviously not doing great this season, but... I think he stepped up, and I think he at least deserves some consideration. So I'm, I'm going to pick him for my sixth man of the year. Who, who are you guys thinking? I love that pick, but it's Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. It's <laughs> for me. It, it's Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. It has to be. But, I mean, we got to give TJ McConnell some love because if the Pacers were a lot better record-wise, he'd for sure be up in that conversation, don't you think? I don't, uh, I don't know. Jordan Clarkson does a lot for that team like tj mcconnell is great for the pacers but i don't think he's doing jordan clarkson things out there which is a weird thing to say like not stealing the ball right (laughs) (laughs) no tj mcconnell shoots threes now what else do you need jeremy we didn't even talk about that he hit two threes during the stretch he he has been shooting more threes which is what we were asking him to do yeah hopefully that continues and maybe if he does keep getting better at three maybe next year we're looking at a six man of the year season for tj mcconnell I believe in it, man. Or he he might be a starting point guard somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Uh, most improved. You haven't thought about this. 
Okay, there's a few that I think of. Uh, Julius Randle comes to mind. Um, actually, no, I feel like that's the that's the right answer. That's my pick as well, Julius yeah. Randle. <laughs> it has to be, right? Uh, most improved, yeah. I'm, I might just go ahead and pick Zion Williamson because he's just been on a tear. <laughs> and for narrative sake, right? I mean, you never know. Some people vote weird, so. It is hard to pick someone from their rookie season to their second season. But, yeah, well, that that's true. And I think Randall's probably made more of a jump than he has anyway. Yeah. Breezy, did you have a pick? Uh, can I pick Mike Conley for <laughs> getting back to the player he was? Because he was not very good last year, and that team was pretty disappointing. Um, the NBA does not have comeback player of the year, and they should. It's different from most improved. Yeah. Like, the NFL doesn't have a most improved. They have comeback player. Both leagues should have both. They're different awards. Oh. Yeah, that's true. Um, I found a couple more names to think about. Uh, okay. J- Jalen Brown on the Celtics. Most improved. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Jeremy Grant from the Pistons. Uh, that's that's a good stats bad team guy. Christian Wood from the Rockets. I don't think he's... Good stats bad team guy. Yeah, kind of same thing. Yeah. I think I think he's a better player than Jeremy Grant, but uh, yeah, neither of those guys. So here's the most recent, um, most improved winners: uh, Brandon Ingram, Pascal Siakam, Victor Oladipo, Giannis Antetokounmpo, CJ McCollum, Jimmy Butler. So it's probably going to be around that caliber player. I think Julius Randle kind of fits in there, don't you think? Yeah, he does. Julius Randle, yeah. Jalen. I mean, Brown. those are all. All-Stars, borderline All-Stars. So CJ McCollum, greatest player to never make an All-Star game at this point, right? Probably up there now, yeah. I mean, I have to, I'd have to look back through the years to yeah. see, but yeah. I've been doing that research recently because I am bummed that Mike Conley made an All-Star team because I, I think it'd be cooler if you're Mike Conley to say you're the greatest player to never make an All-Star team rather than saying one-time All-Star Mike Conley. I and I just know. think that's just such a bad take. <laughs> I'd like to make an all-star game. No, be the best at some like be the best player ever at one thing. Why do you need to say one time all-star? Just say all-star NBA player Mike Conley. I don't know. I like Kyle Korver, one time all-star. Jeff Teague, one time all-star. Wally Sherbiak, one time all-star. It sounds insulting when you say it that way. You're making it sound worse. He only made one all-star. Automate <laughs> 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 at least three. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah, uh Julius Randle, Julius Randle, Julius Randle. Yep. Yeah, Julius Randle would would be my real vote. Yes, and then defensive player of the year, Ben Simmons. No more centers. <laughs> I went on. The, I did this rant four weeks ago or whatever. No more centers. I'm done with it. Yeah, I agree. I'm done with Ben Simmons. Miles Turner's <laughs> defensive <laughs> player of the year. Yeah, I agree. I'm done with that as well. Uh, Miles Turner, defensive player of the year, has to be. They have to give it to him. Just give it to him. They don't have to. No, they don't. Just give it to him. <laughs> you know they won't give it to him. Okay, look. Sounds like a threat. <laughs> no, look. Pacers, this season, record aside, have the defensive player of the year, the rookie of the year in O'Shea Brissett, the sixth man of the year in TJ McConnell, and the most improved player in Doug McDermott. Do you think the Pacers could submit Miles Turner and TJ McConnell as one player for defensive player man. of the year? Well, that's the defensive player if of the year. If they started playing in a trench coat with TJ McConnell <laughs> stacked on top of... Or Miles Turner, Turner stacks on top since he blocks. Yeah, it'd have to be that way because <laughs> McCollum needs to be down low to get the steals. Well, good luck with that. They could figure out some sort of rig to make sure they're both safe and secure. Like an Iron Man type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it'd have to be superhero level stuff. An Iron Man suit for two people. You, you can't sacrifice quickness and you can't sacrifice jumping ability. 
and with the rockets on the Iron Man suit, you should be pretty good for both. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we'll we'll ask around. We'll see if we can figure something out. All right, did you guys say? Oh, me? I know a guy. Josh Drenner could definitely make that <laughs> suit for Josh you. Drenner. What an inside reference. Yes. Do you guys have anything else? I have no idea. That name doesn't sound familiar. We're moving past it. Okay. We're moving yeah, past yeah. it. We'll, any we'll any talk. other final thoughts? No. Well, I would like to remind all the listeners that I am a thought. There it is. And it's my birthday. So I'm a birthday fan. Hey, yeah. Happy birthday, man. What? How are we celebrating? Where do you live? <laughs> What's your address? Where do you work? What's that address? I am in a general vicinity. And how can people celebrate you on your birthday? What kind of gifts would you like to receive? Uh, Venmo me at a underscore <laughs> combs 31. Uh, all lowercase. A underscore C-O-M-B as in boy S 31. You can what, Venmo me. Do they receive anything like when you give to a Kickstarter campaign? you usually get something in return. Do people get anything in return for giving you a gift for your birthday? <laughs> no. Have you ever given anybody a birthday <laughs> gift where they gave you something back? But it's back? people, it's like, I don't expect anything back from you when I give you a gift because I know you personally. But someone right. random, like, they're like, you know what, I am going to give to Austin on his birthday, but I would love something. They're giving a gift. How you is it different? <laughs> <laughs> Just Austin, Instead of writing a thank you note to me and Jeremy, like you would on your birthday for a gift we get you. I wouldn't. <laughs> I'll just tell you thank you to your faces. Okay, well, you can't tell these people thank you to their faces, so what are you going to do? He could. He could. I can say thank you yeah, in the comment, comment on Venmo. On Venmo. I, don't, I don't know. I don't Somebody think you're going to get money. money. Today. Austin, I don't think you're going to get money for that. That's all I'm saying. I think you're going to have to send something. You winked at me when you said something. I did not wink. You winked at me. No, I didn't. Right, you said looking outside. something, and I heard your eye go, wink, wink. <laughs> we're we're going to settle this off air. We're going to settle this later. Uh, hit us up on Instagram at all.pacers and on Twitter at all underscore pacers. Uh, let us know your thoughts about our picks for the the MVP and stuff and our preseason predictions. Tell us how bad they all were, and let us know how you thought about the podcast all the time by rating and subscribing and reviewing yeah put give us some reviews we're still the most reviewed pacers podcast in the world but we obviously want to keep growing um and we always appreciate it all right we'll see you next week peace out Bonus brought it to him.